Hi, John. How are you doing today? I'm... I'm in pain. I'm in agony. My... My head is in my hands. This is no longer a Homestuck podcast. This is a... A a horrible podcast. A a hateful podcast. A... (laughs) A harrowed podcast. These are all really good. Um, These are all really good. What's got got you so torn up today? Oh, man. Now listen... This is going to be a bit silly. I, I warned you before we started recording that it was going to be silly, but I got to warn you again, mm-hmm. it's going to be a bit silly. Um, uh, my, my roommate that that I've known since high school, uh, she moved out a couple weeks ago because uh, mm-hmm. she moved in with my cousin because they're dating now. And it's weird because it's like friend since high school cousin. It's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. Uh, yeah. Um, and. As such, when she moved out, she didn't take a lot of her food with her, and so she left it to me. What did you eat? No, I didn't eat anything. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. One of my other roommates, uh, who, who has been here since last semester, uh, he told me that that since she moved out, he was gonna he was gonna clean out the fridge and pantry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he told me this, I, I just mentioned like offhand, I was like, oh yeah, most of that stuff is roommate that left. And he was like, oh, okay. And cause see, I'm a weirdo. I, I'm a bit of a uh-huh. weirdo. I have a crate under my bed, which is like where I keep most of my food. I don't know why I'm like that. Uh, it's just ease of access for me because it's like, if I that's, want, if, that's perfectly fine. Like college student lifestyle, I think. I mean, that's perfectly fine. Like, I think that's a fine lifestyle in general. Yeah, because it's, it's just like cans and stuff. Like cans and like snacks that don't need to be refrigerated. Like I keep my refrigerated stuff refrigerated, but everything else right. is like in my food crate. Um, as long as you're not keeping the ground beef and an unrefrigerated crate oh, yeah, under yeah, the bed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I didn't move the food that, that she left to me to my food crate. And, oh. and let me tell you, there there was about seven boxes of pasta which is which is a lot of pasta that's, that's a lot of pasta that, it's, it's like an absurd amount of pasta two, two of them were like big boxes of spaghetti like the, the big giant boxes of spaghetti mm-hmm. uh and I, I i went to the kitchen to to refill my water before we recorded and i opened the freezer to to get some ice and i'm like oh jesus everything's gone because it was like gone the, the only thing left was my 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 box of hot pockets uh and i'm like oh no and i open the 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 cabinets and all of the pasta gone no i i i frantically look around i'm looking for like a bag of waste because i was i'm it's a box of pasta i it's multiple boxes of pasta i'm willing to right. like go garbage diving to like save them because they they weren't expired i checked it's just pasta it's, like, it's, it's pasta. i don't even know if it goes bad i mean it does go bad it just takes a very long time i checked the dates on them and most of them were like late 2022 early 2023 uh and it's they're just all gone uh this is gonna last in the kamala harris presidency they're fine <laughs> uh, so so I'm, I'm feeling pretty down because i lost like a bunch of pasta that i was looking forward to i there, there was a box of macaroni and cheese in there that i was planning on cooking no. tomorrow and, and, now, no. and now it's gone <laughs> Uh, we're gonna listeners feel for the, the Patreon money will now be reappropriated to John's pasta <laughs> money. Uh, so listeners, go and uh, go and get it going. We need to we we need to replace what has been lost. It hurts so bad. 
That's fucking tragic. It I'm so sorry. So uh, oh my god. Man. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Uh, I don't know. Do, do, uh, we, do, do we talk about what's on our minds in, in the Homestuck realm? Do we talk about current so. events? Do we go ahead and talk about the hussy thing? Um, I mean, we can do all three. I mean, I think that the first and the third one are, like, the same thing, unless something else is happening. Uh, I, 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 I'm... Biden is president now. Oh, that, oh yeah, that the, happened. This is our, uh, who cares? <laughs> this is our <laughs> this is our first episode not recorded under a Trump presidency. So like, there's that, I guess. But like, I don't care. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Inauguration day felt weird because like it just kind of happened. It was weird. It. Uh, <laughs> Biden got sworn in on on that that Bible that looked like Colonel Sassaker's funky book from Homestuck, and it was yes. it was kind of funny. Uh, but besides that, it just kind of happened, and, like... Lady Gaga sang the national anthem? She did. Uh, Garth Brooks sang Amazing Grace. Uh, (laughs) good times. Inauguration. Cool. Sure. Sure. What's the hussy thing? Uh, okay. Because I saw a hint of this earlier, and it, it, I, I will just go ahead. I don't don't know if you saw my post about it, because I... I did. I, I woke up. First of all, I, I completely fucked my sleep schedule. I, I took a nap yesterday at, at like, five in the I keep taking naps, and it, 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 it keeps being the worst mistake of my life. I, I took a nap at, like, five in the afternoon, and I slept through my alarm, and I woke up at, like, 11. And that caused me to not be able to go to bed until, like, six in the morning when I had to be up at 9 a.m. And so I just, I just slept until, like, noon. And, and I, I, <laughs> I woke up to a new world where, uh, Everyone's talking about hussy. Uh, oh no! But uh, yesterday, uh, his his new game. Uh, what's it called again? It's called like Psycholonials. Psycholonials, I think so, it was. Yeah, yeah. Psycholonials. Uh, it got a Steam page. It's got a release date. We're we're we're, we're going to be having that that game February third, which is absurdly close. Um, it, it's episodic, right? Or that's the. It, that's what it, it like said like. multi part, and I assume that means episodic. Uh, it would be really weird to have a hussy work that dropped all at once. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, but but one of the interesting things in the description for, for the game was that one of the features listed was internet drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and lo and behold, the very next day, hussy comes back to Tumblr. He, he makes a, a post that's like a selfie. Uh, and the the caption on the selfie is like, "Hey, is is this website still cool? Are you guys well behaved on here?" Because you know, Hussy quit Tumblr like a very long time ago because people were weird to him. When did he quit again? It was a long time. It was like 2011. Like, okay, he dipped pretty early on, and there have been a few like, like what pumpkin tumblers and and stuff like that. But like Hussy himself. He hasn't had a, a personal Tumblr in in, in a decade. Uh, I was kind of wondering about that, just because my like in my head, like a lot of what's coming up, especially like the Dancester stuff, is like very obviously modeled around Tumblr discourse at the time. And I was wondering, um, like if Hussy was on Tumblr enough to like be mad about it, yeah, and if that was expressed in his work or not, yeah. Um, but he came back. He made that post, uh, and of course. A lot of people don't like Hussy anymore. Right. And, and so they immediately, like, start b- 
bullying him, quote-unquote bullying him, and... As much as you can bully, like, a a 40-year-old man. Yeah. Uh, you know, things such as calling him slurs, um... That's not good. Yeah. (laughs) Calling Hussey the F-slur is, like, really weird to me. It... It, but it's a very popular thing to do. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I, maybe it, I, it, it, is this like among like the Reddit contingency, or is it like oh, an ironic thing? Uh, it's I don't know. I I know it's like the 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 Twitter adjacent Homestuck community that that does it because they did it. To I him mean the thing is. I what, mean the thing about Twitter is that like it's it's the social media Thunderdome. Like yeah. there's no. Like the Twitter contingency is just gonna be, is just gonna be like internal strife, but or like a, a Twitter contingency to me is like there's gonna be like a Reddit contingency and like a Tumblr contingency and like maybe a 4chan contingency of like anything. Yeah. So like the Twitter contingency, quote unquote, is just like a microcosm of the whatever existing groups there are. Yeah. The thing about Tumblr is I I haven't used Tumblr seriously in in a very long time so i don't know what the demographic of tumblr is anymore because yeah, i haven't used it in a good seven eight years because as soon as they like nuked porn everyone just <laughs> left and it became a wasteland so i'm not i'm not sure what scavengers are out there still posting on tumblr uh, what i've heard is that it's actually pretty easy to like still keep porn up these days uh but because the 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 uh Everyone knows that they tried, that they nuked porn a while ago. It's it it is a much more sparsely populated site than it once was. Yeah, I've heard some people say that it's a lot chiller now, but like I haven't been on it. Yeah, and you know, like Tumblr will never be truly chill. I don't think there's always gonna be some insane shit happening on there. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, people people start messing with Hussy, um, and and Hussy decides to respond which i was kind of baffled by because hussy doesn't really like responding to people hussy is really good at not engaging with with anything yeah um but he said some things that to me were like i read them as like ironic like from from the start and and people like took his responses and ran with oh this this 40-year-old man is arguing with teenagers. And I mean, I looked at the blogs of the people he directly responded to, and they were all in their 20s. So it's... He's not really arguing with teenagers. Like, he said, like, five things, and, like, two of them were directed specifically at people, and the other were just, like, broad statements directed at nobody. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I saw the, the, the post in question... And my thoughts on them are, one, uh, I don't know if it's, like, good or not, but he's very obviously trolling. Like, yeah. it's it's super blatant to me, or, uh, the way that I see it is, like, it is, there's a 100% chance to me that he's just trying to get a, he's trying to spark drama. Yeah. Um, particularly the ageism comment. Yeah. That is, like, <laughs> about as, like, it, it's kind of annoying, um, but that is, like, about as classically, like, I want people to, I want this to start some shit, is to claim that I'm being discriminated against for being a 40-year-old man. Yeah, the... Um, the and I, I, I'm i pretty sure he knows that, I'm pretty sure he doesn't mean that. Yeah, the, the, the one thing that, like, like sealed the deal for me where I was like, yeah, he's definitely, like, like kidding, uh, was his, 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 
response that has become like a copy pasta uh where he says there seems to be some confusion about this homestuck is my intellectual property and mine alone all of my headcanons are 100 percent legitimate whereas yours are laughably fake there is no room for interpretation whatsoever in homestuck not even a little bit to claim otherwise is here's heresy and also in vile vile I think he meant violation. violation. Violation of my legal rights as an artist. I hope this clears things up. Which, granted, you could argue about whether that's funny, but it's he didn't mean that. Like he does not genuinely mean that. Yeah, like like the funniness of it is up for debate. But granted, like the fact that we've had like DMs between Hussey and, and former director of of homestuck squared kate mitchell like uh kate leaked some dms well not really leaked. she she put out a a a zine a zine a zine uh zine okay uh uh, of her dms with hussy where he very much talked about the fact that he he doesn't want to be the homestuck guy anymore he he wants homestuck to be for the fans and he made this huge deal about it and 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 how about how canon is like a, a a capitalist thing that that he doesn't want to be concerned with anymore, mm-hmm. and I don't think he would do a one eighty like that in like the span of a year. <laughs> no, he's old. He's he old. He, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's an interesting question because, like, I look like I you know me. I have like a very like uh, non aggressive approach to the internet. Yeah, like I don't like getting in fights. Like the most I will do is like maybe like. If a rogue groiper or, like, <laughs> smirking anime girl avatar wanders in my mentions, I might fuck with them for a little bit. Like, I'll say, like, I fucked your mom and then see how long I string them along for. But, like, I don't go around starting shit. And so I don't, I I, I, I kind of, I, I don't, I try not to view it as, like, beneath me, but, like, I kind of see it as immature to go around starting shit. Um, so, like, whenever I, I, I saw this... Um, I was kind of like, that's kind of immature, uh, for somebody who's, like, 40 years old, um, and my, my first, and my gut instinct is, like, to look down on it, and I think that it is immature, for sure. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, uh, it strikes me as pretty harmless, um, and if it's a viral marketing thing, which it almost certainly is. Yeah, because this, uh, this doesn't smart just, too. This doesn't just happen day after the Steam page for his game about internet drama goes up like that. It, come on, it, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I saw this. I saw. I like. I said. I saw the, the the replies he gave. The only thing I didn't really like about it, I, he said he like said bitches and like I I I know it's like really common to say it, but like I have I it, it like. I've kind of stopped enjoying calling people bitch. I think it's, I think gendered insults are probably bad, but like it, that's the worst I could say about it. And it's really common. Yeah. Um, so like entirely fair if it makes you uncomfortable, honestly. Uh, but the, the way I kind of started to view it, the more I thought about it was like, he went on Tumblr and he laid bait for people who just want to get in a fight with him and he gave them a fight with him. Yeah. And it's like it 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 strikes me it strikes me as completely harmless. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, the the whole harmlessness of it. Yeah, I I agree because like the 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 fact that he did it on Tumblr when when he has been on he's been he's been active on Twitter within the past like month. 
Uh-huh. Uh, it it seems very deliberate and and not that harmless at all. You mean not that harmful? Not that harmful. Yeah, yeah I, I was. Yeah, that was the other thing. So I know that you said earlier, like that he did it on the set. You can't be ratioed on. Yeah. Um. The thing about Twitter is it's kind of impossible. If you have a big following, it's kind of impossible to get in a fight with somebody without like your whole following dogpiling on them. Yeah. Um. Maybe not as bad as YouTube. Uh. But Tumblr is a pretty dead website and pretty difficult to, like you said, like, get ratioed on. Yeah, because it's just notes. Like, it's a flat number. Yeah. The other, like, I would say that if he took this to the, if if he took, or if he takes this to the degree of, like, putting out, like, a drama video on YouTube or something, like, opening it up to any venue where, like, people are vulnerable to getting harassed by the Reddit wing of the Homestuck fandom um, would be pretty fucked up. And if he does that, then I would stop finding it as funny as I find it. Yeah. Um, but, like, as it stands on Tumblr, I really have no problem saying that it's pretty funny when, uh, grown, when, when he manages to, like, bait out a really meaningless slap fight with other grown adults on the internet who should really be finding something else to do with their time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, uh, apologies if that came across as condescending anybody, but, like, come on. Starting fights on the internet, like, what are you doing? Come on. That's my, that's my take on it. I think it's funny. So true. Um, <laughs> uh, ticking that down on the list of cancelable offenses, I guess. Um, <laughs> too pro-hussy. Uh, do you have anything else um, in the news department? Um, you, you said that you wanted to bring up our, our first upcoming intermission episode. Should we do that at the start, or should we... we... Wait, or now that I've brought it up, should we do it I remembered it now? one thing. Hang on. I remembered one thing. because say that for in like a minute. Okay. Um, but the other thing was that I, I know that it's been a, it's been a little bit. Um, it's been a couple days, but the, I, only this week did I, did I come to terms with the, with the loss of Flash because now <laughs> Cascade is no longer on Homestuck.com. It is just gone. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh. The, the the realization hit when when uh our our good friend Kine, friend of the pod, uh mm-hmm. he he went to the Neopets website <laughs> and he sent a screenshot to the to the P and D Discord that was like just the Neopets webpage with that ugly fucking like like flash symbol with the like the more information, like you click it and it mm-hmm. takes you to the page that's like, Hey, Flash Flash is gone. What are you doing? Yeah. And, and I was like, damn. And then I went to the Cascade page, and I was like, damn. It's gone. There's not even a, there's not even a YouTube embed. Like, I checked. Like, Viz. Viz. Pain. Wake up. Agony. Wake up. I mean, I, I mean I, when I first went to it, there was a YouTube embed. And I I, I had to do the whole, the whole, I had to type in the URL, uh, question mark, FL equals one to, to reactivate okay. flash mode. But okay, I, I, I okay, I, I, I just checked. Uh, like when I, when I checked, like I, I copied the URL, just put it on a, in a private browser so it wouldn't have any like cookies. But I might have missed the URL. But like, damn, that's fucked up. If the flash, like the flash is now just gone. Yeah, it's you can't gone. You can't see the video do the thing. I, I was, I was, I was kind of confused because I wanted to like when I, when I did my funny video about about the loss of of flash 
that I posted on Twitter. Um, um, I originally wanted to do it with like the very first Flash that is in Homestuck, which is John play a haunting piano medley or something like that. That one uh, kicks ass. Yeah, it does kick ass. Um, and I was very confused because that one's actually in HTML5 now. And I checked and like a good bit of them up until the first walk around are in HTML5, which means Viz at some point started converting them and then stopped. <laughs> I admit I know very little about the process of converting something like that to HTML5. Yeah. But given that Cascade is a technical nightmare in Flash, I wouldn't be su- or like the walk arounds as well. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh like uh, an, arduous, an arduous enough process that whoever was assigned to do that like found something else to do. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But like, still, it, it sucks. Um. Go to bambosh at github.io and get your copy of the unofficial Homestuck collection. You've heard us say it a million times, but just do it. Like, please don't fucking bother with this YouTube, this 480p YouTube shit. It's so lame. Um. So yeah, true. there's that. Um, about the Patreon, uh, we are planning to scrape this in, like, just at the end of January, but we're planning to, uh, release our first intermission episode, um, the week that this episode should come out. So, if you're if you're not a patron, you're listening to this, uh, the day it comes out, it should be out in the next few days, but we are going to be releasing our first intermission episode, where John and I will be talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. Whoa! Uh, the... It's like we're both a big fan of. We've brought it up a couple times in the pod, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give it its own conversation, uh, cause man oh man does it deserve one. Oh yeah. And if you're uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on it, uh, you can go to the Patreon and you can give us. I forget what 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 tier are the intermission episodes on? How much money do they cost? Ten dollars. That's crazy. Ten you or can, more. You can pay us. <laughs> you can pay us ten dollars. Uh, listen to the episode and then uh, stop giving us ten dollars because you're like these assholes are stupid, or not, or you just wait until uh this time next month uh to hear it. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I I haven't I haven't quite pinned down how how I want to do the how, how exactly we we define a month ahead because because if if we if we put it out. In the last couple days of the month, that means every single one from that point forward is going to come out on the last couple days of the month, and I feel like that's kind of lame. I yeah, and it's definitely not good for the way that Patreon does things. Yeah, um, so I like I I think what we're probably going to end up doing is like well, at least the way I want to do it is like whenever we end up getting done with the new month's content, we just put up the old content when we put up the new one. That way, it's just. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like in February when we, if we, if we record it on like the 15th and put it out for patrons on the 15th, the, the, the one for this month goes out on that day. That makes sense. Uh, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, we don't whether need to, you we pay don't need to us talk or about not, logistics here. You'll hear it eventually. It'll, it'll be out to the public eventually. You'll, uh, you'll, um, you'll hear it and you'll like it. And I think, I think we should wrap up this, this, this introduction bit. And actually talk yeah, about we, content because we've been talking for like twenty minutes. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Uh, let, let's let's move this along, shall we? Because um, we we do have a pretty decent sized reading today. A couple things happen in it. Uh, we get some we get some fresh drama. We sure do. A lot of it. 
Alright, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna scoot us ahead right into the reading. Yes, yes. Alright. Um, so last time we left off uh, at the end of the first intermission, or I guess we're technically still in that, but like we're in the, the mid-page hell. Um, and we just got that awesome anime opening flash uh, with, with all stuff in the, the, the clouds and sky and all that. Um, awesome music. Um, we've now landed once again, uh, back on the moon of Frostbit, uh, in, in Jane's tower, as Jane, uh, after she's just, uh, seen all these cool things in the clouds, um, and, uh, and she's fondly regarding, uh, what very well could be the miracle of a new beginning, uh, heard that one before. Crazy. Yeah, uh, she sees another tower in the in the cloud wow wow um she doesn't have long to finally regard it though because uh jack noir uh shows up and just shanks her she gets fucking stealth killed yeah i mean she notices but like doesn't really not he just kind of kills her or greets her i guess um this is the only way jack knows how to greet people but yeah, we got another... Already, both of our uh, Prospect heroes' dream selves are dead. That's so unfortunate. This is... This, yeah. This is so fucked up. What, what's gonna happen once they get into the game? Why is it going off the rails? What's going on? Lots of things are going wrong, it seems. Um, We get to a couple pages from Jack's perspective, uh, reflecting on the job he's doing, uh, and how they're two down. Um, the, the, and how the, uh, the people of Prospect are gonna learn how a Cold War is done. Um, no one will have any doubts this time, uh, no one will find the body this time, like they did with Jake. Uh, this time, the ball's gonna drop, and everybody's gonna know, uh, who's calling the shots around here. Uh, about the ball dropping, coincidentally this update was posted, uh, on... Uh, December 31st, 2011. Classic. Classic. Gotta have a ball drop every time. Um, Jacka calls up the Courtyard Droll, our favorite. Um, does, is CD's uh, favorite license been revoked after killing Jade? <laughs> I don't know. I, Did we cancel him for this? I, I mean, he was just doing what he was told to do. Yeah, but he was so happy about it. It was fucked up. Because he did, he did, he did what somebody told him to do. He was just happy. He was doing his job. It... I don't know, dude. That that little jig over over Jade's dead body rose me the wrong way, dude. I don't know, man. He <laughs> might be based. Never mind. Never anyway, mind. The, the uh... silence after that <laughs> hurt. Um. Yeah. So Jack gets in contact with CD, uh, asking if he's finished rigging the tower to blow. Um. CD apparently complains a little bit, says that he feels like it's cheating to uh, take out the heroes like this. And uh, Jack notes that uh, anything's fair game uh, under the new management. Under under new management. Uh, something about a new queen and her uh, luxurious fluffy hair. Damn, I wonder <laughs> I wonder who that is. Wonder. Um, CD also mentions that uh, he assassinated Jake by feeding him peanuts in his sleep. Um, which I remember commenting a long time ago if if John's peanut allergy would ever come back into play, so, and it appears <laughs> it appears that the uh, 
the 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 Crocker the Egbert Crocker lineage, uh, uh, English. I don't know whatever family, whatever biology these two share. Uh, the peanutology is indeed a little bit relevant, even though they could have just stabbed him to death. <laughs> even though, um. Jane's body, uh, in the meantime, it started to glow and do some shit, uh, which which freaks out Jack a little bit. Um, wants to get out of there before this broad, this dead broad, does some kind of lifey thing. Uh, Jack hits the road, teleports out of there. Um, the the I I guess is a, a new beginning sequence. The the tower starts to surge with power. There's the big life tentacle symbol. Um. And then it hits midnight, it's January 1st, 2012, and the ball drops. Yes! The, yes! Let's go! In fact, the, the ball not only drops, but it goes and bounces across Prospect, uh, wreaking havoc in its wake. Um, and then it explodes. Wow. Damn. That's amazing. And now we're in Act 6, uh, Act 2! We are now in Act 6, Act 2, I, officially. I... Man, I don't. I I kind of don't like when there's middle bits. I I don't know what to refer to them as. They're organizationally awkward. Yeah. Um. I think that they're. I think that if we weren't doing a podcast where we had to like chunk it all out, I think I would like them more. Yeah. So I do think that they're. They. I think that having like little bridging sections is really neat. Yeah. Um. But. If there ever comes a day when we have to have an episode that's only these, I don't know what the fuck icon I'm going to put in the thumbnail for it. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's it. Um, so, back to Act 6, Act 2. Uh, we are now back with... Uh, no, never going to come up with a better word than, like, real life. Um, we're back on Earth uh, with Jane. Uh who was not killed by the mailbox exploding. In fact, she is about 30 feet away, completely unharmed, behind the house. Damn, how'd she, um, get, how'd she get there? What the heck? How'd she get there? Um, we see, uh, as Dad freaks out and tries to put out the fire, uh, we see behind her that uh, it, it was the god cat oh. who, who escorted her to safety. Um... That little rascal. You guess that explains it. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we can we can introduce to the god cat here. Um, the I, I the the first guardian of Earth in this universe. Um, unlike Beck, uh, the god cat is is a cat and not a dog, and is thus far more prone to general mischief and bullshit instead of. Beer, instead of a uh, Beck's fiercely protective nature, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Jane notes that uh, she should feel grateful, but at the same time, uh, G Cat is just as likely to teleport her across town and waste everybody's time as he is to save her life from a deadly explosion. Um. In all, in, in the explanation of all this, uh, it she's. The, the narration is very, um, like, nonchalant about the existence of an omnipotent cat, uh, with no eyes that teleports people around at random. Um, it, I, it, it's very funny how blasé it is that the, that the narration says, 
he's just a feisty stray who likes to meddle with your life and then vanish for weeks at a time. Like, nothing weird going on here. Yeah, that's that's just G-Cat. This is G-Cat. Classic G-Cat. I, I can't remember if G-Cat ever does anything. I, I'm pretty sure G-Cat just exists. And, like, that's it. I mean, like, I guess that's technically spoilers, but also, like, I, oh, I guess they just I didn't think to... about that. Oh, beans. This needed to, uh, to get out of the way. Like, yeah, this Earth has a first guardian. This is probably. Um. The, 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 the jig is up at this point. Uh, unfortunately for Jane, his dad notices that she is out of the house and, uh, commands her back to her room. And she's now probably grounded for life. Um. This part has, I think, my favorite joke in Act 6 so far, which is the bathtub. I, <laughs> I, in my notes, all I wrote down for, for the bathtub was, I get that reference, exclamation point. <laughs> all the other references have, like, felt so, um, kind of impotent, because they're just like, oh, I, I've seen that, there's nothing weird about that, it's just the same thing. But this is, like, I, I feel like this... It, it, the bathtub in front of the door is so much funnier when it's just dad went and ripped the bathtub out of <laughs> yeah. the bathroom to block her door. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's really funny. In the meantime, uh, now, now that Jane is grounded forever, she has some, some time to check her computer and she's noticed that, uh, the, the, the suburb files that Roxy sent have downloaded. Oh, wow. snap. It's game time. Yeah. It's game time. And, uh, and, and they, then they, they talk for a little bit. Um, I, I talk about what's going on. Uh, Jaina brings up the, the, the recent assassination attempts against her, uh, the, the bomb and the mail and, and, and the dream. Um, and Jane's kind of had a bit of a, a change of heart here. Uh, this, I think this is a good character moment for Jane. Um, she's, she's now thoroughly convinced, uh, after almost dying twice, dying once and then almost dying a second time. Uh, that maybe they are in some degree of danger here. Uh, Roxy's pretty, like, oh, duh, okay. Uh, but Jane talks about how, in her dream, uh, gazing into Skya, um, she kind of felt like she gained a sense of perspective. And that maybe she didn't know everything about the world. And she's humbled by this experience, and she apologizes to Roxy. Uh, and, and grants her an anesty period of, of credulity. Um... Roxy responds to this by saying that you're making me feel like shit here, which is maybe a little bit of a weird response. I, I don't know. I I was kind of rubbed the wrong way about how Jane's going about this, because like, I okay. I, 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 I I I picture their friendship, and it, it's Roxy tries to tell Jane things, and Jane doesn't believe it, and so. Now, now that Jane is like, oh, I, I was wrong. Uh, she's like, I'm gonna give you 24 hours where I'm gonna believe anything you say. That, I don't know, something about that just, I don't like, and I can't really explain why. I mean, Roxy says she feels uh bad about that before Jane offers her the says like, I'll believe anything you say now. Um, and, and Roxy feel it, the reasons that Roxy feels really bad at this juncture before she says that are made clear later on in the reading. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I I guess that's fair. Um, I kind of just read it in like I I I feel like we've established that the way that Jane says things is gonna come across as a little bit uh annoying. Anyway, just because of the her the way that she talks. Yeah, I I guess the line that like really kind of like pushed it more negative for me was on the next page if if we're done with this first page. Are we done with this first page? Uh they're the same conversation. Okay. We can hop okay. right between them. When when Jane says it has more to do with setting things right for myself than making it up to you. Like that hmm. that ne- yeah. next to the whole I'm going to believe anything you say for 24 hours, it 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 just it just very much comes off as like Jane doesn't actually care about the fact that like not believing Roxy has probably hurt Roxy's feelings. It it's it's more about the fact that Jane's in the wrong. Like she she's more concerned about the fact that she's wrong than the fact that she's probably been harming her friendship by not believing her friend. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um I, yeah, I, I I think that the the Roxy saying that she feels really bad about that this makes making her feel bad. Um, that that line com- comes if that came later, then like, oh uh, yeah, that would be a pretty reasonable response. Um, and Roxy does isn't her response to Jane saying that it's not about uh our friendship; it's about me having the wrong facts. Is to kind of just she responds to long ellipsis and then says sips beverage. Which is like a pretty clear like. Right, do you want to do that again? Um. But yeah, uh, Ro- I, but I think that it's also clear that, like Roxy feels bad for different reasons here. But yeah. it, it it does it is kind of <laughs> shitty that Jane steers it into being about um I'm in danger versus like I've been doubting everything you said to me for the past long while that is clearly true and now I feel bad about doubting you. Yeah, I mean the thing that I get from this is that that these kids don't know how to co- communicate with one another, which is a trend that is going to continue for a very long time. Uh, for all of eternity, as long as teenagers exist in, yes. in real life. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> teens do not know how to express themselves at all. A, a lot of adults don't either. Yeah, uh, but even less teens. Even less. Yeah, teens. we can get into that in the Evangelion episode. Oh my lord! <laughs> it all it all ties together. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. So, the other thing I want to make a note of was um was just uh when Roxy says uh I I feel like shit uh for no reason don't worry about it. Did you download the game yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 a little bit suspect. Um. There's a line in here, uh, what is it, on the, on the first page of the conversation on 4432 that I had circled that was like, um, Roxy says, uh, don't beat yourself up, too bad, you both know that rule is bullshit anyway, um, which rule is that? Oh, it's grammar. Uh, you hold yourself to, to too high a standard, and those standards kind of leak out and start getting applied to other people, I guess, sometimes. Um, you really don't have to apologize, Janie, or eat a humble pip, or anything at all. All you've got to do is maybe not be such a huge tight ass all the time. Um, which is, 
I'm not sure if Roxy is, like, trying to play softball with her here. Um, or is, like, offering, like, genuine advice. Uh, because I don't know if, like, Jane holding herself to too high a standard and then that being why she's so weird with her other friends. I don't know if that's, like, an accurate analysis. I mean, obviously Roxy would have had more time with Jane than, than we have, but it seems like a bit of a weird thing to say to her. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. F- filed under uh, weird communication. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, but, yeah it, like <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like we we have to we have to come into these the, these conversations like with with the fact that like these characters have known each other and have formed relationships f- over the past like three years, or f- two years. I don't know. However long they've known each other, like we're like mm-hmm. we're knee deep into their relationships, and they gave each other thirteenth birthday presents. Yeah. So I'm gonna assume they've they've known each other for a good long while. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no that's all I was gonna <laughs> okay. say. I... <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. I was gonna say that just like uh saying like maybe this I don't know. Saying something like, maybe all you've got to do is not be such a huge tight ass all the time, like, that sounds like something that, like, I might have said to somebody when I was trying to softball with them. Like, it gives you the vibe of something that you would say as a kid when you didn't know what else to say, but you just wanted somebody to generally change their behavior. Yeah. Um, it, it, it does strike me as, like, bad teen communication. Um, <laughs> these kids are fucking trash at it. <laughs> Um. So yeah. Uh, in the midst in the midst of it all, um, Roxy does uh reiterate some stuff, mostly about her mom, like in terms of like lore dumping. Um. Apparently, Roxy's mom is this big famous author. Uh. She she practices the occult magics, spelled like spelled funny. Um, Roxy apparently stole a, a disappear fight a bunch of Jane's pumpkins, and that was one of the first things that led Jane to uh not believe her. Uh, was it who's this stranger on the internet who's stealing all my pumpkins? Um, and this leads to a conversation about uh a purification, uh weird slime appearing when something would violate the timeline to be disappeared. Uh, and we move on to, uh, Roxy being like, you know what, I don't want you to just believe what I say, I want, I want to prove it to you. Which is an interesting urge, I would say. I think, I feel like there's an urge worth paying attention to. Yeah. Um, also maybe trying to subtly hint, like, I don't want you to just believe what I say because of these stupid reasons, I don't know. Um, but this leads into, uh, them trying to find something that... Roxy can appear disappearified to, to prove to Jane that she can really do these things. They settle on the uh, the Colonel Sassaker book. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, something goes catastrophically wrong on Roxy's end. Um, and uh, she she's very upset, clearly, and uh, she's gotta go. Damn. Uh, I wonder what happened. And the last thing she says is, uh, please do not run the file, I'm serious. Uh... I just gotta get. I, I gotta take care of some stuff. Um, Jane, uh, 
is confused by this. Uh, it's all always something with her. Um, I don't like that line from the narration. Uh, even whether or not it's true, I don't like it that Jane is being condescending to Roxy right now. Yeah. 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 Um, Man, I'm sure she's not going to run that file. Yeah, she, Jane decides to try to distract herself a little bit. Uh, find something to do uh, that's not uh, run the file. Um, and she, she decides to give us a nice look at the Pony Pals book. Um, I love this pony. I love the Pony Pals book. I, it's really funny. It is. Uh, yeah, I'm not being sarcastic. I genuinely find it really, really amusing. Yeah. The, um, c- conceptually, it's really cool. Um, I I know one of the the more popular fan works is that somebody actually like went through, scanned all the pages of this book, and then like did the thing that's like described and like rewrote the entire book as Dirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's out there. I've read a bit of it and it's funny. Uh, I haven't finished it because I, it's not top priority, but the, the, there's more things that I want to say about, about this section that I can't because reasons. Ooh. And, and those reasons are, we're not going to get to those reasons for a very long time. Uh, so put a big pin in pony pals. Yeah, I I'm looking at you and I'm pointing at you, Aiden. I'm telling you, oh, no. put a giant pin in specifically pony pals. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I I love this section. Um, I think it's really funny as a reader, and I think it's also some really fun characterization for for Dirk's sense of humor. Oh yeah. Um. Also, with, with the with the fact that uh, previously, uh, well, not not even previously, uh, Dirk's whole thing is puppets, um, and his whole like I'm the real leader, I'm gonna be pulling the strings. Uh, Dirk very obviously has has this trait of wanting to be in control of things, and mm-hmm. I would say that is a very important thing to keep in mind for like ever. That it? That's it. That's all. That's all I'm gonna okay. say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I guess that manifests a little bit because we learned that um, as as Dirk started to uh to make humorous edits to this book, um, he eventually ended up uh just like rewriting the whole thing uh in, in a way that he in a way that he found um funnier. Um, and it's described, it's originally described as a tough, emotionally draining read. Um, so true. Put a, put a, put a pin into that phrase as well. Now that, now that I say it out loud, the idea of a story starting and then, uh, Dirk taking it and turning it into his own thing, that sounds like it could, now when you say, when I put it like that, (laughs) it sounds, uh, a little bit, a little bit more interesting. Damn. I'm, I'm sure nothing will come of that at all. (laughs) <laughs> um absolute just conjecture on my part but uh yeah sure um oh, my favorite my favorite joke on this page is when uh when, when it says the cat was shitting like tomorrow wasn't a thing uh closely followed by uh vile slurs omitted yeah vile slurs omitted is pretty funny <laughs> attributing that to a horse <laughs> um 
I don't know. I don't know. Horses saying slurs is funny. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, no. You're going to get canceled for that one. We already got canceled this episode. It's fine. Ah, damn it. You're right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I did anyway. John's fine. You can leave them out of the call-out post. It's me you're after. No, no. Call call me out as well. I, <laughs> I just want to be included. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Uh, whatever. Pony Pals. Pony Pals established. Um, it's a funny joke, and uh, narratively, it seems kind of interesting. Um, unfortunately, it's not quite enough to distract Jane, uh, forever from the, the allure running the file. Uh, and, uh, sh- she goes ahead and she does it. Um, th- this file seems a little weird. Uh, it's, it's an extension she's never seen before. It's a, it's, it's a till death extension. Damn, it's really, seen un- that before? it's really unfortunate that she's not programming savvy and does not recognize the till death extension. What a shame. Uh, us, very, very big brain programmers see that and go, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a script and not, it's, it's, it, 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 it's some kind of script. It's not the real game. Um, and it's also in the script that blew up Karkath's computer and put a curse on the universe. Um, yeah. Uh, so she runs it, uh, she hits enter, um, and... A little bit of a, a pink Roxy text type sound. It says, uh, Pissed, hey Jane, step away from your computer. Uh, computer. The, and, uh, the, the single page that is just the colon three is, is really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Jane's computer blows up. Oh no. Uh, she gets blasted out the window, is, is caught perfectly in a sofa by, by Gcat again. Um, thanks, G-Cat. Thanks, G-Cat. Uh, and is immediately uh, pestered by Dirk. Um, we get the first... Before we get to the conversation, we get the first glimpse of Dirk's room here. Um, I will later go on to <laughs> describe in my notes. I'll later go on to describe Dirk's room as a nightmare dimension. Uh, but here's our first little glimpse of it. Um... <laughs> It's it's good. It's a good glimpse. <laughs> it's like just enough. And there's like the foot, like the Photoshop of the guy with the horse snout. Yeah, that like <laughs> just tips it over the edge into very uncanny. Also, we see the tiny little maple hoof on his desk. Great. Why has he got that? Great. It, I don't know. I I I wish I knew. I wish I remembered. But thank God he has it. <laughs> thank God. Um. But yeah, she's immediately pestered by Dirk. Um, Dirk wants to warn her about the, the game file that Roxy rigged to explode her computer. Um, unfortunately that, that just happened. Uh, but he explains that this was basically a scheme on Roxy's part to get Jane more distrustful of the game. Um, and that, uh, Roxy expressing herself in this way may be indicative of her working through some problems. Um... This kind of ends up having, like, a reverse psychology effect on Jane. Uh, she instead, she wants to get going as soon as possible. Uh, the, the, clearly, if people are sending exploding games and she's, everyone's getting assassination, it's, everyone's facing assassination attempts constantly, then uh, this they gotta get going as soon as possible. They, they gotta get into the game and just get this done before somebody gets killed. Um... Which is, I, I guess, funny logic, but, you know, I, 
I guess it makes sense in her head, probably. Um, the Dirk also says that he has he he's got the he's got the real file here. Roxy did in fact procure the the real thing, and that the the exploding version was completely her creation. Um, on search of assassination attempts, uh, we talk a little bit about uh, dream selves, um, and how uh, Dirk had read about uh, the deaths of Jane and Jake on Prospect already, because um, he likes to read Dirk's tabloids in his sleep. Um, but apparently, Jane's body is missing, uh, which is which is interesting, interesting little factoid. Um, about the maid of life. Uh, this I wrote down on my notes. Um, in terms of dying, dream selves dying or not dying or existing, it's worth remembering that uh, the other character who is a maid is Aradia, and we all remember that there was some bullshit going on there with her dream self as well. So, right, we'll see. right, right. So true. <laughs> um. Dirk talks about his own dream self, um, and how he was never really asleep on Durs, uh, and he kind of gradually became aware of this, and now maintains a waking state on both Earth and Durs simultaneously, which is very weird. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I wrote in my notes, uh, Dirk anime powers question mark because like <laughs> it. It it seems so out there, just Dirk basically being like, I'm able to be awake while I'm asleep. And it's, I don't know, <laughs> it's very dumb. It's a little silly. Uh, I, I like it as, as, a, as a thing because it just kind of goes further to establish how weird and off this session is. Like, yeah. We got all the game stuff happening before the game starts. We got the we got BC Corp in general. We got two dream selves dead before anyone enters the game. Like, I I like it. I like it in terms of just strange things happening. Um, it does come a bit across like a like a nothing person, like an edgy anime kid. Uh, when he's like, yeah, but it's hard to st- to to manage two bodies at once. So you know, I just pretend to be asleep on Durst most of the time. I gotta lay low be a spy um it's a little bit eye-rolly uh but i, I think it's kind of cool yeah um it mentions that uh roxy's also a restless sleeper uh who tends to just kind of wander like her dream self just tends to wander around um instead of being fully conscious and a couple of times uh dirk has had to go out into presumably the furthest ring and drag her back to her tower uh, but you know, maybe it's a good thing that she can never stay put because it might make her harder to find by assassin by the agents. Yeah. And on top of the agents, uh, Dirk has ascertained that uh, the main obstacle to success here is going to be a nasty boy by the name of Jack Noir. Um, if we're gonna get anything done, we're gonna have to take him down first. Um, yeah. Interesting. Cool. New new final boss question mark? Another another Jack. <laughs> new new like Jack hasn't always been a problem. Um Yeah, it D- Dirk's whole like uh I'm I'm just like Jane Bond 
uh, is really kind of funny. Um, I think Dirk is a little bit too cool sometimes, and just him being like an edgy, like an edge lord, is funny. It it's it's because of those damn glasses. If he didn't have the fucking Kamina glasses, he would be a total fucking dweeb. But, but, but <laughs> the glasses carry him way too hard. Yeah, it it doesn't help that his glasses are packed with a AI version of himself, so that like adds to the coolness. It, right. He's too cool. He's got to stop. <laughs> um let's see uh gcat uh teleports the sofa back on that uh jane landed on back onto the patio of the house um we see the giant smoking hole in in the in the house where jane's computer exploded that's a lot of firepower from that laptop battery yeah i gotta say yeah <laughs> Uh, laptop battery explosions, not good, but they will not do that. <laughs> um, but it's a comic, it's whatever. Uh, they go back to talk about the game. Um, Dirk has a uh, little Seb install the, the real game on dad's PC downstairs and, uh, explains like, okay, we're going to get along with the game. Like I'll be your server player. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but if we're going to continue, we're going to, uh, my, my condition is that you use neutral devices. You stop using the shit that puts the Guy Fieri ads in your face. <laughs> They're fucking with your head. It's bad for you. Um, uh, I'm sure that Jane will comply. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. Smile. Um. What the fuck? What? Sorry, my, my upstairs neighbors are stomping. Very loudly. Let's go! Let's go! No, no. no. Getting turned on a Thursday night. <laughs> um, we see that with that Dad was hit by falling debris in the explosion. It's so funny. And, and I had a, I had a brief panic attack before the next page just got back up and put his pipe back in his mouth like nothing was wrong. The way the cake like pops out of the oven like over his head is it. It really got to me when I first saw it. If it was dead, it would be... If he was dead, it would be so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and really funny. Um, also really fucked up to see Dad without a hat. Yeah, um, bald. I never expected Dad to have hair. But, like, I don't want to see his bald-ass head. <laughs> it, it's also really funny that he just gets up and, like, puts his hat and pipe back on. Or, uh, reassumes his hat and pipe, um, and it's just, like, question-marking what's going on. Man, um, it, it's just now occurring to me, how how have we gone this long without bringing up the fact that, like, there were, like, so many, like, Slenderman jokes about the, the parents back in the day? <sighs> like, especially, especially like Dad. I didn't see that many. I saw a decent amount. But that's probably because I was, like, super into Slenderman stuff back then. Maybe. Like, Marble Hornets, uh, crazy. Marble Hornets is really good. I, I don't know how well to hold that, but I remember when I was a kid, that shit terrified me. Man, we're gonna, um, have, to, we're gonna have to have a Marble Hornets intermission episode. <laughs> sure, sure, we can do that. Um, it might still scare me. I'm generally very bad with, like, horror stuff. I, I shit on jump scare horror a lot because it's lame, but also, like, jump scares, like, always startle me. Uh, I am a big baby, and I don't like loud noises. Yeah, I don't remember Marble Hornets having that many jump scares. Most of them was like, 
oh, Slenderman's in the background and the footage is starting to get fucked up. Like it was, it was always stuff like that. But when yeah, when the footage got fucked up, they, I'll, I'll give it to the editing team. That shit crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Give us ten dollars on Patreon. <laughs> whenever we do, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. You can hear us talk about a YouTube web, a YouTube series that half our audience just has no fucking clue what it is. Go watch Marble Hornets right now. Even if we don't do a, a, an episode about it, go watch it. It's good. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. I I guess dad. I guess dad is a is a tall, faceless, pale white guy in a suit. He's in a suit. In a suit. Yep. Uh huh. It's all coming he's, together. Know, he, doesn't, he doesn't wear a suit. He's got like a collared shirt and a tie. And eh, suit adjacent. <laughs> Put eh, on the suit. Eh, mm-hmm. eh, 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 Whatever. So it's a bit more work. Whatever. Yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. Um, Dad's not Slender Man. Who cares? Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Dirk deploys an Alchemiter uh, to the patio, um, the balcony. I don't know. I keep saying patio. Is it? I don't know. I, we don't have to get into a discussion about what the <laughs> definition of a patio is. Um, yeah. Uh, another weird, like, weirdly, like, sharp turn into, like, okay, I guess we're in the game now. Um, like, it, it makes complete sense that, uh, Lil Seb could have just started up the client and real easy and, uh, now, now Dirk's servering. Yeah. Um. It's just kind of happening. It, it, it feels so weird to not have some kind of formal introduction, uh, and still have, like, a page of an Alchemiter getting dropped somewhere. It's crazy. The, 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 yeah. There's also the fact that, like, we're not, we're not dealing with the fact that, like, Everyone in in the the first session struggled to get their copies of the game, and it was all convoluted. Uh, now everyone just kind of has it. Yeah, but it's whatever. Going to start game. I I like that. I like to to think that like that's kind of reflective of how like when you're thirteen, like uh, getting a new video game is the the coolest shit in the fucking world. Oh yeah. And then by the time you're a teenager, like you got a Steam account and you have a you you can get games for like five dollars, and the magic of owning a new game is just kind of gone. Four hundred games that you bought during Christmas that you're never going to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All those humble bundles. <laughs> <laughs> I like stopped buying humble bundles after a while because I was like, I'm never going to play these fucking games. I never bought any of them. I don't think I've ever bought a humble bundle because I've always been like, I'm not going to play those because I only buy games if I know for a fact I'm going to play them. I don't even know if Humble Bundle, like, uh, if Humble does bundles anymore. I know they do. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, they do. Um, but it's always, like, a themed bundle. They're always, like, way bigger than they used to be. Yeah. Like, it's always, like, oh, you can get, like, $200 worth of software for, like, $20 instead of being, like, you can get, like, uh, $50 for, like, $5. Because when it's $5, it's like, oh, I can buy that. Yeah. With Wilms twenty, it's like I can still buy that, but like, am I really going to drop twenty dollars on a bunch of things I'm never going to use? Yeah. Um, their store, their store is their store is pretty good though. Like they'll have good sales sometimes. Um, the near Automata was on sale recently, and I bought that for like at least two people. Yo. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll do an intermission on near Automata sometime because that game's <laughs> oh, fucking incredible. Fucking love that game. An amazing video game. Go play it. Officially endorsed. Go play that game. Um, but but anyway, uh, 
video games. Um, video game. Th- nobody caring about video games. Uh, uh, we're Roxy now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we 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 cut to wait for it. Uh, Roxy Lalonde. Oh um, snap! Whoa! Whoa! Uh, Who would have guessed? Thank you, cat. Thank you, cat. Who was probably Jasper's? Whoa! Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Because <laughs> the narration said it. It's Frigglish. What's wrong with you? It's Frigglish. Uh yeah, we we get uh we get a we get a a formal introduction page for Roxy, which hits a little bit different considering that we've already kind of established everything that this page is about. Um most of it anyway. Uh your name is Roxy. Uh goddamn, do you love wizards? Um talks about uh her her she writes a wizard fanfic. Um fan prose, I'm sorry. Uh, she's talented in the arts of, uh, ectobiology, uh, dark fenestrology, and, uh, purification. Um, she's a big fan of, uh, gaming and coding. Whoa, uh, she's gamer a bit, bit of a girl game, bit of a girl gamer. Girl. Gamer girl alert. Um, a girl who plays video games? You're flying wow. my brain. I'm like, wow. I, the, you're like jamming my signal. I'm trying to read the words I have written down. And I can't. It's just static. <laughs> Gamer girl. Woo! <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of the pile of paint consoles. Just just a random assortment of consoles in the corner. Where can I get a pink Super Nintendo? I want that. Pretty sure that's an Xbox 360. There's a Super Nintendo. It's at the top. It's next to the GameCube. Oh, yeah. Super Nintendo, GameCube, Game Boy. Uh... Was that a PlayStation One, uh, Xbox Three Sixty, and then a Wii? I think that the, I I want to see the thing. It could be an Xbox or it could be one of the old PS Threes that could play PS Two games. I'm not sure. Uh, it's got like the circle on it. Does it? Yeah, it's got. Oh, the... my eyes are failing. Bro, me. can you not see the red ring of death? It is right there. Bro, my eyes are not what they used to be. <laughs> Whatever. All right, I'm, I'm whatever. I'm zooming in on it. I'm zooming in on it. <laughs> Computer enhanced. Computer enhanced. Can I zoom in on it? Please? Okay, yeah, it's an Xbox. Um, sure, whatever, alright. Uh, Roxy owns an Xbox. We've established this. Base. Um, a 360. Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, and she, she also is a big fan of, uh, of, of alcohol as a result of her negligent, Damn, uh, that's, mother. that's really unfortunate. A little, yes, a little bit. Um... The way that the, the the parent stuff is phrased, uh, there's a revelation shortly that that makes all the parent stuff a little bit weirdly worded to me. Um, the the way that it's that it's said here is that uh, she likes to dip into the sauce uh, unless her mom is looking, which is virtually never, virtually never. Um, and uh, it, considering that she is. In possession of Vision Omnifold, this is uh, a, a stunning lapse of parental diligence. Um, that seems that's like a bit of a more of like a nudge to the reader because we know that obviously Rose is the is is that she's the seer of light. Yeah. Um. But it doesn't make any sense for like Roxy to to have that as a like descriptor of her mom. Um. Also weird to talk about her like this when she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, spoilers for a couple pages from now. Um, we 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 could have continued with Roxy, but instead we will go and we will do uh, Dirk's introduction page. Yes, yes, yes. This is where Dirk's room is a nightmare space. Um, <laughs> so much going on. The, uh, the images that cycle on the TV are. It, it's really easy to just get lost in. Um, it, it, it it's so like man. What's going on there? Like it it'll be going through like the weird like pet play costumes to like the the human animal photoshops to like uh Ben Stiller as Hella Jeff. It's it's captivating. The, the gif feels like it never ends. Like it just keeps going. <laughs> It feels like, yes, it feels like there are infinite frames on this TV. And it cycles just slowly enough to be, like, hypnotizing. I have to stop looking at it. Um, but there's a lot else going on in this room. Um, there's the Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller uh, posters were edited to be Super and Hello Jeff. Or I guess they are Super and Hello Jeff in this universe. Um... There's like the the all the actual Super Hell Jeff shit. There's the Rainbow Dash. Uh, there's the and there's the Ben Stiller photo. Like just so much going on. There's all the puppets. The cow. <laughs> it. I I don't even know what to say because it's it's images. It's, it's 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 a lot. Um, I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like this is a this is a mini like original Strider apartment moment. Um, just just like the I, I think that like all of like the horse fetish costumes are are really kind of what makes this a, a brain scrambler. Um, the the human brain. Most people are not used to seeing that that many pet play images uh it period you're right you're right (laughs) that's all i have to say it's a bit i don't know how to you don't know you don't know how to process one of them let alone as many as there are in this panel um one interesting thing going on in this room that is not some something plastered on the wall or shown on the tv that we have to like wrap our minds around uh is the fact that there are birds in his room, just like how there were crows in in, in Dave's room, but but these birds, these birds aren't crows. They 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 appear to be seagulls, uh, or pigeons, or pigeons. I don't I don't think a pigeon. Probably would be seagulls. That They're probably, probably seagulls. seagulls. Uh, there's like light colored pigeons. I know there's light colored pigeons, but they I think that would more likely be classified as a dove. I mean, okay. pigeons and doves are the same thing, but it's all white, and I would I would gravitate more to room full of seagulls it's, than room full of doves. They're definitely seagulls. They're definitely seagulls. Crazy. Um, what are those doing in there? What are those doing in the middle of Texas? Yeah, what are they doing in the middle of Texas? There's no Texas shore. Wait. Um, where's that? Wait, okay. I'm trying to think of the geometry of the... No, wait. 
Bro, Why are there seagulls in the middle of Texas? Bro, you? there's a Texas shore. What are you talking about? How much is Texas is shore? Listen, okay, I'm an American. There's a we Gulf all have terrible Mexico. geography. It's right there. We... I'm okay, pretty sure a, okay. the Striders live in Austin, though. So. Okay, okay, there is a Texas shore. Um, I, for some reason in my head, like, just thought that, like, the whole, like, directly below the whole width of Texas, there was, like, Mexico, like, I don't know. Um, make fun of me for this. Like, I deserve it. Um, I'm sorry for being a fool. I've never been to Texas. Atone for your sins. I don't know. Alex, edit this out. I just feel bad. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's why Whataburger is our favorite burger place ever. Uh, endorsement of the pod. Yes, yes. You see, the joke um, is that, that that place is only found in Texas. That's that's the joke. <laughs> we love Texas. We love Texas here at a Homestuck we love, Podcast. We love Texas. We are, Texas we are now cool. officially rebranding to a Houston podcast. <laughs> do you just have, like, a list of these, like, words that you could... Have, do you have, like, a, a, a list on your computer no, of just possible jokes no, you can make with the abbreviation? They just jumped, jumped in my head. They, they, they purify. They, they're in there. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um... I, <laughs> you know, it sucks to be an American and fall into the stereotype of Americans not being good at geography. But like, damn, is it true? Hey, uh, hey I, I don't, I don't fit that. I, I, I denounce that. I'm pretty good at geography. Okay. Come on, l- okay. L- let's let's take the the capitals quiz right now. You you state capitals right now. Louisiana, Baton Rouge, too slow. <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina, Columbia. Come on, come on. Stop, stop doing this to me. <laughs> we st- we have like a good like forty five more pages to go. Dude. Okay, we Please. can <laughs> keep, keep going. Please. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, Georgia. Horrible, embarrassing. Atlanta. Stop. <laughs> I've been to Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta. Um, stop. This is okay. Stop. Okay, I'm stop done. Embarrassing I'm done. Me. I'm done. <laughs> okay, okay. Pennsylvania. Oh shit! Fuck! Oh, oh! Got their ass. Got their ass. Oh, got their ass. Oh shit! He got me. Um. Okay. The capital of Pennsylvania is Harrisburg, not Philadelphia. Common misconception. Um. Regardless, uh, I would go out on a limb and say that. Dirk's actual introduction paragraph is, like, roughly as difficult to untangle as his room is. Yeah, I could not read it, like, at all. The first paragraph, I just stared at it. I was like, do I Google all these words? Is that what I'm supposed to do here? See, I understood most of the... I know what most of the words mean. It doesn't help it make any more sense. Yeah. Um... The, like... Okay, he loves puppets. This is established. Yes. Um, he loves puppets. Uh, he loves puppeteering. Um, he loves uh, giving his puppets and robots artificial intelligence so they can puppet themselves, because that's dope. Um, and the whole, like, big second paragraph is, like, impossible to read. This is the part that's impossible to read. Um, uh, basically, he thinks he's really cool. Um... The philosopher prince uh and like 
Anybody who calls themselves a gangster logician, like, that is a Ben Shapiro descriptor. <laughs> um, uh, Dirk is describing himself like somebody who watches, like, two hours of Ben Shapiro videos a day would describe Ben Shapiro, and it's a little bit embarrassing. Man, what if... And a little bit, I mean, a lot. What if Dirk sounded like Ben Shapiro? Oh my god, uh, I'm gonna be... Can we just read all of his lines in the Ben Shapiro voice now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Whenever there's a good Dirk line, I'm going to read in the Ben Shapiro voice. Um, it also notes that uh, he he's he, he likes making comics, um, many of which are uh, not even borderline pornographic, <laughs> uh, which, you know, squares with what we know about uh, Dirk and Bro by extension. Um. And his favorite pastime, one of his favorite pastimes, is to uh, build robots and then have death matches with them. Uh, sounds a little bit familiar. Yeah, kind of interesting that we have a parallel here with Equius. A little bit. Uh, also known horse-liker. Uh, what does this say about society? I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah. Um, the... <laughs> The, the the Equius thing is cast a little bit more into relief, especially like considering the whole Brobot thing with Jake. Yeah. Um. Little bit weird, champ. I don't know. Uh, and there's not it it and uh Dirk also drops some lines about his bro that read is pretty weird. Um. He says he has a reputation staked on martial nobility. Um, fascinating choice of words? I don't know what this means. Interesting. I mean, I know what the words mean, but I don't know what it means. Um, but yeah, uh, very interesting tidbit about, uh, about bro there. Um, and, uh, just as we, again, again, just as we could, uh, watch some of this cool guy's actions um we are scooted away to a character select screen and uh we are forced to to go to roxy because that's the only one that we do in this in this episode yes roxy um, time roxy time um this roxy uh because of storytelling this is shortly before the conversation with jane where something goes horribly wrong um we were treated to a little little tour around Roxy's room and uh, her her interests and such. Um, we see uh she she she's got a little laser gun. She keeps that thang on her. Um, but she also uh keeps a, a fist kind specibus uh stored in her in her uh, strife portfolio because you know it's rough out there and you should be always prepared in armed or unarmed to combat, which I respect. Um. I think, uh, like, brawler characters in video games are cool, so I respect it. Yes. Um, we, we, we get a look at her, uh, her mutant collection, which is a little, uh, shelf full of mutant ecto-biology cats, uh, They're encased cute. in, in, it, it, they sure are. They're my friends. Um, this panel, like... This panel gets a lot weirder when you start thinking about, like, what actual samples look like. Uh, but I'm going to refrain from doing that much longer, because it's a it's a comic, and they're, they, they, they're, they have little three-face, they're little funny cats. 
Um, it notes that uh, these are just the the so the, from the first wave of her ectobiology experiments. She has since cloned many healthy cats. Um, but they all live in the lab the laboratory out back. Uh, because uh, her pet cat does not really get along with the other cats. Uh, she catalogs one in her message in a bottle modus, which is one of the one of my favorite modi so far in terms of being like fuck off weird. Yeah. <laughs> um. Notes that uh, the little guys are very helpful when it comes to uh, christening a new fenestrated plane as well. There's also an interesting uh, hint there. Um, it notes, uh, it takes note of uh, her mom's book series, uh, Complacency of the Learned, um, af- off which she made an impossible fortune, um, which is weird considering how inaccessible they are for the average reader. Uh, and uh, Roxy kind of goes into her own little personal mythology she has established for these uh, about her mom making more money than the U.S. financial system could could uh, even suspect is real. Um, and uh, it's spurring some kind of investigation involving the Baroness, uh, making her nervous. Big if true. Um, huge if true. Um, before we go into the poster, uh, this is the point which I noticed that all of the windows in Roxy's room are, like, the window devices. Yes. They are. There's not a normal, like, glass window to the outside world anywhere in here. Um, Interesting. Roxy's Roxy's house could be anywhere. She could live anywhere. <laughs> uh, we don't know. Um, I mean, we can assume that she lives, like, roughly in upstate New York. But, yeah. like, the, the actual, like, immediate presence of her room is uh, very ambiguous. The, the the window outside also doesn't look anything like what Rose's window outside looks like, if I remember correctly. Looks more like what Jane would see out her window. Um, but, uh, continuing on. Uh, we take a look at the Complacency of the Learned poster. Um, I, the whole thing with, like, uh, Alpha Rose slash Mom, like being, like, a best-selling author of the Wizard book series, like, had me, like, on on edge that it was gonna be, like, a weird, like, J.K. Rowling thing. <laughs> I don't know if you had this experience. Um. No. But, like, okay, okay. The whole time, I was just kind of, like, is 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 this supposed to be that, like, that, that this universe's rose is just J.K.R., which would suck so much ass. Um, but I, I, I I don't think that this is the case besides like the general premise of like wizard related book. Yeah. Cuz the the description of the book is uh pretty entwined in the narrative of Homestuck more than it is a tongue in cheek reference to anything that exists in real life and may or may not suck ass. Be written by a shitty turf. Um the 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 gist of complicity learned apparently is that it follows an androgynous uh anti-hero slash chief antagonist uh calmasis um who is uh gray skinned and white haired uh clad in green um who goes on a quest to uh hunt down all 12 of the other elder wizards 
uh, until uh, they get to the last one, and there is a showdown with uh, between Calmasis and the Predicant Scholar, uh, Zazerpan. Uh, shout out to Zazerpan the Learned. Um, and there was an epic chess game in which uh, Calmasis's king was taken, king was taken in check in a checkmate, but uh, through magic, uh, they cheated and won anyway. Damn. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, very, very crazy. Um, the, the poster also has a uh, Caduceus uh, motif going on with the little snakes around the 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 pea. Um, it sure does. Yeah. Uh, also, a cow name. Um, hmm. I don't know. Curious. It can't be that important. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um. Anyway, uh, Jasper's is here. I mean, Friglish. Friglish is here. Look at look uh, at this fella. Look. look at this dapper little fella with his little suit. He's so cute. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? I, <laughs> I I have never seen way. you devolve into primal instincts like that before. What is going um, on? Did I ever tell? Did I ever tell the story on here? I'm pretty sure that I have of like the time that uh, I was walking home. Like this, this is like in a, I think junior year of college. I was like walking home uh, with my roommate after getting dinner, and there was like a straight. There was like a cat wandering around, and it was cold out. And I, like I knelt down, I was like baby talking to it because I was worried about it. Um, and my roommate, like when we went back, was like that was the most said like that was the most emotion I've ever heard you express. Uh, <laughs> you talking to that cat. Um, and I think about that a lot. God. Uh, so I'm so I'm sorry. It happens. <laughs> I just like cats a lot. Understand? I was I was I was mostly like being facetious. I mean, like Jasper's is cute, and I love his little suit. But like, I was just trying to I was trying to be funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is adorable. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. Um, but yeah, this is this this is Friglish. Um, named after uh, Roxy's favorite wizard from the wizard books. Uh, who was such an endearing little fellow until he was cursed to go insane, uh, fill a book with his limitless knowledge, um, and was then murdered by being crushed under, uh, the, the, the book, the, the, their own, uh, his own massive text. Um, uh, Roxy, uh, just thinks it's a fitting name for some reason. Um, nothing to do with, nothing to do with the death. I'm sure nothing will come of that at all. Ever. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, there's the uh the the journals that uh that Roxy picks up. Um, one of which, not unlike Rose, is her writing journal. Um, again, not unlike Rose, she is not very proud of it and would rather not share. Um, the other one in on their hand is Jake's journal. Uh. And uh, that that wacky old Jake. Why is why is he just writing down, uh, just bark R A B K all over all over here? Man, what, Jake's a little what, twisted. What goes on in that wacky dude's head? But you know, probably no big deal. He's just kind of weird like that. Um. Yeah, uh, yep. we got we got some genetic code here, folks. I wonder what that's for. Wonder what that's for. Uh, pin. Um, 
But let's not worry about that. Uh, let's let's look at uh, Roxy's uh, a purifier, her little uh, Betty Crocker Corp ray gun. Um, the only BC Corp tech that she can uh, hang on to, because you know, it's just too handy not to use. Um, and it, it works like the regular purifiers we've seen. You know, you you uh you find the object, you point to its coordinates, and uh, wherever you you point the purifier to and pull the trigger, it'll purify that to there. Uh, otherwise, or and if it if it doesn't just make some slime. Um, Roxy uh has a has a refined sip of her martini, and uh, it it's apparently so strong that it just knocks her right the fuck out. That and uh, that's got to be a strong martini. <laughs> that's a strong ass martini. Uh, I want to know what the hell she mixed that in with. Um. But yeah, she she falls asleep in the pile of her little wizard plushies. Then we get uh our our flash for this reading uh S Roxy sleepwalk. This is pretty neat. I like this one a lot. Yeah. Um, the the song is really good. Uh, it's a nice little dream bubble tease. Um. The, I feel like I've said this before about like some songs and flashes, but like this. This song reminds me of like something you'd hear in a, like a Doom wad. Like I feel like I'm playing Ancient Aliens. Um, any Doom fans uh, listening, go check out Ancient Aliens. Pretty good wad. Uh, anyway, uh, she do be sleepwalking. She do. Uh, she she floats right out of her tower. Um, we see a, a bloody Dirk. Uh. Watch her float up and away, um, into a dream bubble, and we get a nice little uh dream bubble montage as she uh kind of flies through all these fragments from the previous universe. We get some familiar faces in here. Hell yeah, we do. We get Equius. Uh, yeah, there it's he crazy. is. Crazy. <laughs> there he is. Um. Uh, maybe Equus is here to remind us that void heroes exist, and also that there are other horse-loving perverts who make robots. Yes, so true. Um, uh, we we'll get some, we we'll get some Nep cat, cat Nep. Yeah, we do. We also we see Rose. Most importantly, we see a uh, we Rose, Rose, but that's uh, not important. Floating around, it's not important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it not is. important. We see a god tier car cat with with a with a Durst Nepeta, and they're hanging true. out and. They're happy somewhere. I, I, I hope. I hope they are happy. I, I man, <laughs> man, um, feels so bad. Uh, uh this is like a big like, ne- this is like one of those iconic like Nepeta tease moments. Like, guys, we can get more Nepeta. She's out there in the dream <laughs> bubbles. Man, the dream bubbles are limitless. Surely we will get more content of the dead trolls. We can get so much more Feferi. I don't, wait, I don't guys. think we want more Feferi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, as as Roxy floats through the dream bubbles, um, uh, what appears to be just a, a perfectly fine alive rose uh, takes notice um, and uh, follows her as, as she floats through the, through the dream escape. Um, and the flash ends as, uh, as Roxy floats along the landscape of uh the land of light and rain and uh towards a, a floating rose waiting awaiting her um her eyes start to open and then she immediately just snaps awake 
Uh, both of them snap awake, in fact. Uh, this this was a, a living rose. This was the rose. The rose. Um, I think this is like the first sight we've seen of like one of the the non Alpha Universe kids like characters like in in a regular Act Six act, and it's it was a little bit jarring for me to see. Yeah, the, the there's cross contamination going on here. We need to keep them where they belong. Put Rose back in the intermission. Get, get her out of it's here. It's already happening. No! It's already happening. No! <laughs> but yeah, um, of course we we resume with Roxy uh, shortly as as she wakes up. Um, but wow, what a what a weird dream. What the heck? Uh, she wakes up uh to to Dirk pestering her on her PC computer. Um, and it's uh oh man. <laughs> Oh boy, what a what a conversation! Ooh, we got some we got some very uh, we got some flaming hot drama here. Um, this is what we're all here for, folks. Uh, Dirk uh comes out and says, "Hey, I fucked up. Um, but you don't have to worry about it. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, let's whatever." Um, uh, talk about dreams a little bit. Um, uh, Roxy says, you know, I, 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 I had a weird dream and I, I think I saw my daughter. That's crazy. It's so weird. Um, Dirk is kind of dismissive about whatever she sees in her dreams. Um, seems not to acknowledge the existence of the dream bubbles. Like just says like, there's just void out there. Like it's just an abyss. Um, but, uh. Roxy kind of just goes ahead and, you know, and just starts being like, hey, Dirk, what do you think it would be like if we had kids? That'd be so crazy, wouldn't it? Um, Man. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. This was a rough conversation to read. <laughs> I... Yes, I, you I, are correct. It, it, it's, it's one of those conversations that just makes me, like, deflate. I... I read it and it's like these two teenagers are talking. One of them is under the influence and very much harping on something that is almost definitely making the other one uncomfortable and just does not let it go. Yes, very much. Um, yeah, Dirk like tries to deflect um, until Roxy's just kind of like, damn, it's a shame that you're gay and so you don't want to fuck me and give me kids. Like, It's rough. It's- what a yeah, man. Roxy has some issues to get through. Roxy does have some problems that she is working through. Um, I would say that Dirk was completely correct about that. Yeah, the 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 way the way that she gets like so hostile about it, uh, specifically where she's like, "Damn, you know you could be boring as fuck sometimes." It like, bro, he's gay. It's. <laughs> Uh, y- yes, this is um, uh, this is this is prime like shitty teen dialogue. This is it's something. Um, it the the thing is that like the way the way they talk about the gayness of Dirk is that it's not even like him being like 
yes, Roxy, I'm gay. I I don't like you like that. It's it's more of her accusing him to be gay, and it's like that's uh-huh. why you don't like me that way. It's because you're gay, and it's it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. He yeah. He says like uh I like he just he basically just says like I like you as a friend. Like I have more to do with you than any dude could possibly bargain for, and I like it just fine. Which is like uh. Very, like, you know, very kind thing to say. Yeah. Um, and genuine. I, I, I assume genuine. Um, it, it, it's, it, I would like for Roxy to stop sexually harassing this man. He clearly does not want anything to do with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way that he talks about his sexuality is kind of funny, or, like, the way that, like, she accused it of being gay, um, he, uh, uh, when, uh, when he, he, he says he would, would prefer she didn't toss about, uh, anti, anti-deluvian terms. I don't know what that means. I should have looked that up. I should have, too. Uh, computer, define anti-deluvian. Uh. Interesting. Ridiculously old-fashioned uh, is the casual definition. Specifically, um, belonging to a time before the biblical flood. Yeah, that's that's the definition I was looking at. Interesting. Uh, Dirk is woke, actually. Um, I I liked it the way that he talks about it. I don't, I don't know. If my, by like, I mean like I I find it um a very interesting uh way from to phrase it. Um, that he says like uh that he puts it as like. Uh, gay is such like an antiquated thing to call me. Yeah, um, man. He says the 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 world has changed a lot. The, this isn't um, the first time that the word deluvian has come up. Uh, when 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 the the full names of Roxy and Dirk were revealed, they each got like an interesting word to refer to the last two letters of their name. For Roxy, it was uh chromosomal, chromosomal, and then for Dirk, it was. Uh, diluvian because the last two letters are RK or Ark, as in Noah's Ark. Uh, oh shit! Uh, interesting. Yeah, li- what could this mean? Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think that uh, it's it's a very interesting tidbit uh, for Dirk to uh, kind of be self-referential about his own sexuality in um, like saying, like, I don't, like, just calling him gay is, like, not a... is too outdated of a descriptor. Um, could, there's a lot of ways to look at that, like, could be him being kind of an edgelord, could be that Dirk has some advanced concept... Dirk has done some advanced uh, gender and sexuality theory post-gender readings. Um... There's a lot of ways. No, there's a lot of ways to read this, uh, but I kind of like that it's a tidbit. Um, it, it, I don't know. I think it's neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To to broach that as an approach to it. Um. Because I don't know. And in general, um. I think people like. People give Elsie a lot of slack. Obviously, like we talked about. Um, and you know, it is true that the story uses like rather a lot of slurs that I prefer to not 
that we're not hanging around. Um, but like credit where credit is due, Homestuck does deal a lot in like same sex relationships. Uh, and like as the as Homestuck evolved to what it is today, like gender questions of gender identity. Uh, like just it, it explores things in a very kind of casual way not really make much of a fan figure about it yeah um and i think that like uh i don't it's too early to say if this means anything or not but i the the, the direct calling into question of like the usefulness of gay as a term is like it makes my eyes light up it's like oh this is i this is an interesting topic of conversation that uh i would i think would be cool if this kind of delved more into it i am nodding mm-hmm because, you know, like, at the end of the day, like, what does game mean, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, moving on. Uh, he is also doing this uh, in, in the face of a very drunk Roxy who was really questioning, who was, like, asking what it would be like if they had kids. So, like, also, other shit is happening, and it sucks ass. But, um, tangent, tangent aside, uh... This is rough. Yes, it is rough. <laughs> um, do you have anything? Did you have anything to say on that? I feel like you kind of gave your input. I yeah I um, yeah I said what I was gonna say. Okay, okay. Um, I feel like every time I go off on a tangent, like I I I look like a like a like a dumb guy. Nah, you're uh, good. Just, you're you're fine. Okay, you're fine. okay. Alright, alright. I guess I part of the part of the whole appeal of podcasts is, is, is me like ha- like reacting to the homestuck that I don't remember, so I hope everyone's I hope everyone's enjoying it. Um and and listening to my uh vaguely straight white guy uh <laughs> wonderment on these topics. <laughs> um But yeah, uh Roxy's macking on Dirk, he doesn't appreciate it. Um, and uh, he tries to steer the topic uh, back to the game. Um, it is not tremendously effective. Uh, as Roxy takes this opportunity to start venting about her relationship with Jane as well. Um, which is, I, I think that what she says here is, you know, pretty fair. Um, yeah. it, it's It's frustrating. Um... And she drops the, the, the bomb here that uh, she asks, Do you know how miserable it is for your BFF to doubt you when you tell her that your mom is dead? Um, which is, on one hand, damn, that fucking sucks ass when you put it that way. Yeah. Like, I feel for Roxy really bad here. Like, that's, uh, that's a big, that, that's a big thing to entrust somebody with, or like, to give you your back, their back, your your background, um, especially in Roxy's case, where she's clearly like still very uh, has not coped with it in the most healthy way. Um, yeah. And on the other hand, uh, what do you mean that Roxy's mom is dead? It's, she's been talking about her in the present tense the whole time, so it's also a shock as a reader. Like, what's going on here? Um, and uh. Dirk also goes on to confirm that uh, Bro isn't alive either, uh, which you know Jane doesn't believe either. Um, and he also says, you know, you have to give some credit to her, given that she is 
uh, constantly propagandized to about their parents being public figures and that she wouldn't, of course, her understanding is different. She wouldn't be able to process it as, as easily as we have, or she wouldn't be able to process it as directly as we have. Um, which is like also like kind of fair, but a little bit insensitive to what Roxy's expressing, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe Dirk is also not the most emotionally intelligent, uh, 16 year old boy. Um, I don't know. Uh, they, they do end up talking a little bit about the game. Um, and particularly that Roxy was interested in... Roxy was interested in playing the game uh, in spite of all things because she's aware that it offers some kind of resurrection potential for Rel- for her mom um, with the, in, the, in the sprite. Um, but at the same time, Roxy really... You know, she does not want to... She doesn't want to play the game because... She doesn't want to give the satisfaction to her mom's killer uh, of playing into her plans, which is, you know, the, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Um, Dirk insists that the game is necessary and that Earth has no future anyway. Uh, so might as well play into the inevitable. Um, and this is when Roxy confesses to writing the Till Death script uh, to blow up Jane's computer. Um, and Dirk is really upset, uh, as upset as Dirk can get at Roxy doing this, um, to try to spark this thing with Jane. Um, and then it, 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 it's, it's, it's not a good move. Um, and that, you know, just don't do it. Uh, go take a nap. Like, I can't believe that you're doing this. This is ridiculous. Um, it's, it's, it's stupid. Uh, Roxy laments that Dirk is not more like the autoresponder. And this is another can of worms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Dirk comments, uh, that, uh, he is more like the autoresponder because the autoresponder is just him. Um, and also that he wishes that she wouldn't flirt with it, because it really strikes him as just a, you know, you're taking advantage of a, of a, of a relatively young AI who was just 13-year-old me, and also is, does not share my same motivations, and probably not great that you're using this as an outlet for your feelings, um, which he's probably right about. It's probably not a healthy outlet for her feelings. Yeah, uh... Roxy alluding to the fact that her and her and the her and autoresponder ERP not a fan not a fan of that really not a fan of that um apparently AR does block Dirk from reading the transcript sometimes which is just like oh no man (laughs) um the, the he he mentions that uh, AR is just a thirteen year old him, which is it is uh pretty pogo here uh pretty weird, um. It Roxy comments that she feels kind of skeevy about it now, um, and that he ruined everything. To which Dirk just says, "You're welcome," uh. Which you know, I it, it, I I I think that being snap snippy there is you know pretty uh pretty appropriate. Yeah. 
Um, AR himself butts in, uh, in, in, in insensitive teen fashion. He's doing a really good job being an insensitive teen. Um, uh, this, this causes Dirk to basically rage quit the conversation, um, cause this is fucking stupid and he can't handle it. Uh, and he has other shit to do. Uh, just saying, you know, don't send the file to Jane. Whatever you do. Whatever. I'm gone. Bye. This is stupid. Um, and he leaves AR and Roxy to have a conversation on their own. Um, leaving, leaving them to, uh, flirt LARP, as he puts it, which is, I don't, I don't like that. Hate that, it. The way that they hate, hate it. Hate it. <laughs> uh, Roxy tries to get something going, um, and fails, thankfully for us, the reader, uh, as... AR has some more important shit to warn her about. And what AR has to warn Roxy about is that he is very sure that uh, Dirk is going to make some kind of formal romantic advance at Jake. Um, Man, it, the, the love polygon is something. The alpha kids, this is going crazy! This shit's wild. Um... Yeah, uh, he thinks this not only because uh, he, he he is literally Dirk. He can pick up on everything he does um, and all, all of his little idiosyncrasies, but also because he literally just told him. Uh, he's so smart. Um, and that uh, for this purpose, AR has been uh, kind of getting Jake used to these kind of advances so that it might actually go through his thick skull and he might understand that uh what that that Dirk is proposing something a little bit more than a than a friendly uh just just hanging out as just dudes being bros being guys being dudes um which is a little maybe a little bit of a weird thing to take into your own hands um yeah but at the same time Auto responder. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, it seems a little bit like not his business, though. Even though him and Dirk are like the same, they're still two distinct entities. Um, Roxy in the middle of this has the conversation with uh with Jane that we saw previously. Um, and then during her pause, she goes back to talk to Ar. Uh, they talk about Ar's uh. AR's own feelings about, uh, about Jake, um, and how him basically being Dirk, he also has quote-unquote feelings for him, but AR it is kind of uncertain how to process these because he is acutely aware of himself being glasses. Yeah. Uh, I, and he says, uh, sorry, go ahead. I, yeah, I think the, the, the things he says about the fact that, like, uh, the 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 feelings for Jake, he was kind of like born with basically, and so he mm-hmm. doesn't really. They're they're not really genuine feelings, but his feelings about those feelings are genuine. Yeah, I I, I do think that is interesting. I don't know where to go with it though. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of like that's like sentient robot fiction, right? Yeah. Is like 
being aware of your like being acutely aware of your own emotions and not knowing how to process them um but it, it is uh a little it, it's a little bit unusual i think in that genre like just hearing it like in this conversation between like two teenage like a robot who is born a teenager and another teenager yeah um it is it is interesting um the yeah, we're setting up some 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 cool stuff that they are here. Uh, Roxy is is kind of absent throughout this whole thing because she's trying to focus on on Jane, um, and uh, her own her own feelings regarding uh Jane saying she'll believe her versus Roxy just uh preparing to blow her computer up. Uh, because she wouldn't believe her. And how she just feels like a horrible friend, uh, for all this. Um. Let's see. Roxy, uh, mourns, um, how will, how will Jane feel, uh, if Dirk makes a move on Jake? Because Jane is also, uh, thirsting after the English boy. Um. AR uh, doesn't really have much to say on this subject, uh, and just says, you know, I wanted to warn you, because knowing Dirk, um, this will not, this will be a scene, this will be a fucking disaster. Uh, Dirk does not do things uh, halfway. Yeah. <laughs> Oceans will rise, cities will fall, volcanoes will erupt. Uh, it's going to be a scene, and bystanders need to brace themselves. Um, and he says this is gonna happen probably, uh, just after the game begins, uh, cause Dirk has this weird idea in his head that the server-client relationship is, is some, gives him some kind of avenue to make this advance. Which I suppose is a, another pin in the, in the big circle of Dirk liking to be in control of things. Um... Or I guess the I guess the opposite. Dirk, Dirk having weird control issues. Yeah. Uh, not dissimilar to another horse loving uh, robot freak we've seen previously. But yeah, that's that's a uh, that's that's AR's warning to Roxy. Um. It, it, um. The, the <laughs> The more I see the Equus parallels, the more I think, like, wow, we're getting, like, a more interesting take on an Equus character that isn't horrible completely. Yeah. A bit. And I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, uh, we are, we are now, uh, synced up at the point in time where, uh... Roxy and Jane have their a purification disaster. Um so what happens uh that we, we did not see previously is that Gcat appears uh on the floor of Roxy's room as she is readying the purifier, causing uh Lil Friglish to jump onto the floor directly beneath the descending Sassaker tome. This is so unfortunate. This is so fucked up. Uh, poor little guy didn't know what hit him. Damn. That goddamn this book. This is so fucked up. Yeah, that is one dead cat. 
the, rest, rest <laughs> in peace. I'm gonna be honest. The way the book falls on him, and he's just sitting there, and then when the book comes off of him, he's he's fucking laying there in the <laughs> he's classic. He's in the dead Jasper's pose. In that fucking pose, it it's so funny. He's ready. He's ready to go right into that coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Awful nice of him. Um. <laughs> uh, Roxy is is unsure what to do about this. Um. Seems kind of depressed to have a funeral all by herself, um, so she decides uh, in 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 a in an irresponsible teenage panic that the best course of action would just be to put him back where she found him, um, which is kind of funny. Uh, just just give him back to whoever she took him from, uh, and we, we know what happened to Jasper's, or we know what where how that happened, how it played out on the other side, um. But uh, we Roxy decides the, to uh, rev up the old uh, a purification machine and uh, send it back to the coordinate she found him from. And uh, it's time to use all that stockpiled uranium uh, to give it another t- for get another run. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Roxy begins the process of uh, setting up a, a a window to break. Um. And she uh sets up she sets up one of these uh weird shaped windows, uh on the floor, and uh smashes that uh preserved mutant right through it like we saw in in the flash uh at the end of the last episode, um. And the cat uh bounces right back out of it, uh, which means the link between planes is working and stable, um. Previously, we didn't really have an idea what all these windows were doing, but we see here that uh, Roxy basically uses these windows as uh, portals from the video game Portal uh, to, to, to get between places in her house. Wow. Epic video game reference. Epic gamer moment. I, uh, do I, you know Roxy's a gamer girl? Uh, I, I, I did know that. I did know that Roxy's a, a gamer girl. Uh, she is indeed a girl who plays games. Yeah. Um, this is just like the video game Portal. Yes. Uh, if, if, if anybody's listening and, and you're, why are we being assholes about this? What are we doing? And, and you're a girl what who plays video games. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. All gamer girls. You rule Thank your you. base. Thank you. Thank you for your serve. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, there's this funny panel where Roxy uh, flips around between the two windows in her house. Um, lots of memes with this one of Roxy flipping out of weird places. Uh, this is a big, big panel back on the MSPA forums image manipulation thread. Um, but, uh, the place that she really lands is, uh, in the, in, in the Lalonde home observatory, uh, in a big pile of pumpkins that she stole from Jane, uh, way back when. Um, and, and from Jake also, uh, cause he's got all those pumpkins. Um, apparently they're very easy to purify because they're never really, uh, used in the timeline. Crazy. Um, yeah, weird. Uh, but Roxy is at this point, uh, pestered by Yu Yu, uh, rounding out our whole selection of, uh, Act 6 characters that we've heard from today. Um... 
Oh, wait, no, we didn't hear from Jake. Yeah, I was about to say, oh, I don't, uh, yeah, we didn't hear from Jake. Uh, the, Jake's journal counts. Ah, damn that's it. Basically, that's basically average Jake dialogue. Okay. <laughs> it counts. Um, we get a little bit more UU, uh, and uh, UU's here to give us a little uh, video game uh, old, old, tu- old master tutorial guy uh, discussion about classes and aspects. Yes! Yes! Yes. <laughs> More! All the class spec, all the class spec nerds in, in the chat, uh, let me see, say, post one in the chat if you're a class spec nerd. <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> I think the whole thing's pretty cool. Um, I'd forgotten how explicit it gets into it at this point in the, in the, in the, in the story. Uh, but yeah, we get this little, uh, dissertation on, uh, different types of all the different shit uh so you kind of elaborates on roxy being a hero void which ties together all of the emphasis on you know the void of uh the void surrounding durst the void between the two um between the windows that she jumps through the void left in her life after her mother uh died and let her fall into alcoholism uh, all those voids. This is what Roxy's all about, and uh, the 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 implications of this, um, and what it means to her be for her to be a rogue of void, uh, which is 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 a little bit. She kind of doesn't really say explicitly what, uh, what that means for Roxy, but she says you'll get some really sick powers if you play the game. But I can't spoil you on. Epic. Um, epic indeed. Uh, talks about the two, uh, the two kinds of classes as well, the passive and active classes, um, and how basically every class, uh, belongs to either the passive or the active group. The, the, the passive group utilizing their aspect in some way to help others around them, and the active group using it to benefit themselves. And how every, uh, class basically has a polar opposite on either side of the spectrum. So, for instance... Uh, a rogue and a thief. Um, the the rogue is the passive version of the thief. So, the the rogue would use their aspect to benefit those around them, and the thief would use it to benefit themselves. So, like we saw with like, the peta being a rogue of heart, like she provided, like she provided some degree of moral support to those around her. Um, but uh, herself was tragically neglected of of romance with the one that she desired. Pain. Um unfortunate uh they're fine in the dream bubbles um or where you have Riska, who is a thief of light who used uh light or luck uh foresight uh purely to benefit herself she had all the luck everything went went for, right for her uh at critical junctures um so we get we get the whole explanation of of classes uh there's Lots to think about. Um, uh, Aridan being like Aridan being the Prince of Hope. I, I th- Aridan, I think that was the one that like started jumped out to us first as being like class spec shit. Yeah. Where yeah, Aridan obviously kind of deprived a lot of the rest of the group of hope, but he kind of thrived off it himself. Um, to exert power. Yeah. There. Uh, there is lots of shit like that. There is one piece of 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 class specting information. That that I will challenge Hussy on, and I will I will say no, Ooh. that's not true, <laughs> and it it is the idea of of 
gender-locked classes, which in all cases everywhere will always be dumb and cringe. I agree. Uh, I agree. Especially in the case of Homestuck, when, when you are dealing with the idea of active-passive opposites, uh, we'll get to it later, but it turns out that the most active class in, in Spurb is a male class, and the most passive class is a is a female class, which I don't shake my damn head. I, I don't know if he put any thought into that at all. That's dumb and cringe and not true. Uh, that's that's been reclaimed. That's not true anymore. It is very dumb. It is very dumb. Um, it, it it's also of like a very unfortunately like very classic like RPG thing of like oh like the the most of the healers you get in the video game are gonna be female, oh! uh, which is. Which is just kind of dumb. Um, yeah. Shit like that. Shaking my uh, head. Shaking my head. Um, I think the ideal, the, the ideal way to handle a class system, if you're gonna have gender lock classes, just make it so that there's, there are two classes that just do the exact same thing that have different names. Uh, and any gender lock class just has a counterpart in that. Just call it something different. I don't know. Just, or, or, like, if you must. If you must. Ideally, you just make everything, like, yeah. un- gender unlocked. Um, dudes can be witches, too, is what I'm saying. Based. Based. <laughs> um, let's, but, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I wholly agree. Um, Roxy also asks about Rose. Uh, and, uh, it wants to know who Rose's dad is. Um, she's still on this train. Oh my god, let it and go. And I wish that she... Uh, let, yes, let it go, please. Um, Roxy is trying to fill the void of, uh, of, of, of dudes, of eligible dudes in her life. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you cannot say anything about this, besides vaguely hint at, uh, maybe it's ectobiology related. Um... Gotta keep it vague. Much to Roxy's chagrin. Uh, un- yes, unfortunate for her. Um, fortunate for the readers uh, that uh, that you can just fucking not entertain this. Yeah. Um. And Rocky again. Uh, Ro- Rocky. Rocky. Roxy. Roxy. <laughs> I'm. I'm sorry. I can't speak English. Um. Roxy again kind of iterates like she's really uh, torn about playing the game because on one hand if she does play it she's just uh, given the Baroness whatever she wants she she suspects that you know she's just playing right into her hands by by starting the game because that's what she wants to happen um, and that really sucks for Roxy because that's playing in the plan of her mother's killer um, on the other hand. Uh, should she play the game she gets all this cool shit she gets to meet. Her daughter. She gets to meet her mom. Uh, she gets to meet her daughter, mom. Uh, she gets to have cool void powers. Um, and all this other sick shit. Uh, this is truly an internal conflict for the ages. And you just kind, you just kind of like, uh, cool. Peace out. And we we end on another character select screen. Uh. As uh, Roxy jumps into the back into the into the window, and she passes her dream self. Fucked uh, up on the way. 
This is a really funny uh, little sequence here. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, There she goes. Floating Roxy was another big meme for a while uh, in, 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 in edits. Yeah. For good reason. It's pretty funny. <laughs> there she goes. But yeah. What what a what an intense drama filled reading that was. It's getting crazy. These these kids, these damn kids, these damn ki- these damn teens. Their their goddamn emotions, relationship issues, hormones, hormones, AI, AI, <laughs> chromosomes, classes, horses, damn. all this shit just making this so complicated. Man, um, <laughs> uh, you say something. I don't know uh, what to say. Yeah, after after Act Six, Act One, we got we we got just a little taste. But I, uh, this bit, this really, this really delves into the 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 common phrase that that everyone passes around is. The beta kids' problems are external. The alpha kids' problems are internal, and we're getting a real good taste of that because Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a pretty broad generalization. It is, um, but I do, I do, th- I do think it sums up a good bit of like the 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 juxtaposition of like what it was like in the first half of the comic versus what it's like now, and like yeah the. The beta kids did have internal issues, uh, mm-hmm. and the alpha kids are going to have external issues. It's just, it's definitely leaning in a particular direction with each case. Yeah, um, and I, I think that it's a, a a pretty like clear cut evolution. Like it, the the evolution of it to that direction is pretty like, duh. If you're asking me, yeah. Um, I know, like. Uh, it's. I know that, like, obviously, a lot of people really hate the direction this comic took after Cascade, which is, like, you know, you're again, you're free to you're free to have that opinion, um, but for as weird and as awkward as Teenage's Law this is, um, can you imagine how fucking boring it would be if we had to find the suburb disc again? And we had to learn, <laughs> yeah, what a planet was and what denizens were for a second time, um. This just feels like a very natural progression yeah. uh, for the story to go, I think. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, I I don't have to argue, I don't have to argue with, with the straw man in my head of somebody who would say that this is stupid where the comic yeah, went. like, this shit's ironed out. You, mm-hmm. you know by now. Unless you're one of those people who hopped on uh, for the trolls and didn't read the first four acts, you, you should know what's going on right now. <laughs> if you've read Act 5, you should fucking know. I mean, no, okay, I, not to be rude. Whoa. If you read Act 5, you should, like, Act 5 gives you a pretty clear, like, in Act 5, the actual game of Suburb, or Sugrub, takes a very clear backseat to all of these characters having these issues with one yeah. another. Um, the evolution was already, like, well in place at that point. Uh, it's just that now it's, like, very... The, the places, the places have switched, um... We we don't have to 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 watch, um, 
people make funny things, a, a cool weapon via alchemy that will be helpful later, because we don't need to at this point. Yeah. Uh, we've already done that before, and we've kind of played it out. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this drama is all really, really good. Yeah. Uh, more or less. Um, I think everybody is becoming a very multi-dimensional character, except for Jake, because he wasn't here at all. Um, I, I know that we, we were previously, previously like, very warm on Roxy, and we kind of saw today, like, the more, more difficult side of Roxy. Um, and we saw a glimpse of a, of almost a more empathetic Jane, but then she ruined it. Um, but definitely getting more, uh, kind of angles on why each of the Alpha Kids are the way they are. Yeah. Uh, Dirk too, even. Um, Jake is Jake. Jake is nowhere to be seen. Uh, maybe we'll get more Jake next time. I don't know. What are we reading next time? Wow. Uh, we are going to read a drastically shorter portion next time, mm-hmm. and probably only talk for like an hour if we even make it that far. This is always a curse. Don't even it, don't even make conjecture about how long we're going to talk about things. I always have to bring it up so that I can curse us into talking for much longer. Um, <laughs> uh, the next page range is. 4517 to 4584. Uh, that is pretty short. Yeah, I, it's it's half of what's left. I didn't want us to just do a 150 page page range. Very fair. Very fair. Um, but okay, yeah. Um, because man, I don't know. I I can't foretell, foresee. Uh, what we will end up talking about in each episode. Like, I didn't expect us to ramble for 20 minutes at the start of the episode. And <laughs> that was a really, that was a really long, uh, fucking opening ramble. I don't even know how that happened. It, it just happened, and it's resulted in us having, I think, our longest episode ever. Uh, <laughs> this is... New record! This is just gonna keep happening. We're just gonna keep getting progressively longer and longer episodes until... Each episode is maybe five hours long. I'm fine with that. I think that that's a good evolution for a podcast. And I think that, uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the YouTube optimization trend is that people will just click on a video if it's five hours long. So I feel like having excessively long episodes where we blabber about the comics is probably not bad for our SEO and or engagement. Yeah. Um, so, I, I would I would love it if every episode turned to be five hours long. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it would it would it would be awesome for my week. That's like the point of like where some college classes expect you to spend that long on per week. That's that is a lot of podcasting. Twisted, absolutely fucked. Fuck. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else uh for us today, or uh, should I uh wrap us up? Oh here? man, I got it. We got to do the the, the patron shout out. Oh yes, we do. We, we do our, our our lovely five patrons, uh, our heroes, uh, our 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 piggy banks, our <laughs> our pay piggies. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you didn't have to. You didn't have to do that. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, shout out to the big five: Simon Martins, hate him. Uh. I, I I will find where you live and I will turn your house into a crater. Uh Corin, uh Aubrey, 
Ina E. Oh, well, Aubrey W., Ina E., and Darsh. Shout out to the big five. Big five. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for your $35 a month mm-hmm. total. Uh, <laughs> each. That'd be excessive. Oh, Don't give us that much scary. money. Scary. <laughs> um, all right. I, I guess uh, with that, uh, I'll, I'll wrap us up then. Yes. All right. Uh, well, listeners, you've been listening to uh, many things. A, a horrible podcast, a hateful podcast, uh, a Houston podcast, <laughs> but originally a Homestuck podcast. Um, I am, uh, one of two co-hosts, Aiden. And I'm, I'm other one of two co-hosts, John. Uh, thank you so much to our listeners. Uh, you guys are awesome. Um, as always, uh, thank you so much to Alex for editing and doing the art and all that shit and just generally enabling us to blabber every week. Um, and we hope to see you again next week uh, when we talk about pages 4517 to 4584 and uh, dig more into Act 6, Act 2. Let's go! See you, everybody. Yeah.